Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, and I just need to start the episode by saying, Shelby, I know you may f- be feeling some distress about like any kind of political situation that's going on, but please do not <laughs> say the F word on this podcast. That is not <laughs> appropriate with our rating. I would just thank you for that uh, up front. Okay, that's fair. I think we checked the box that says this is a curse-free podcast anyways, so... <laughs> It would be inappropriate. I know I'd have to edit it out. It would just be such a nightmare. But I'm excited to talk about Robert De Niro's uh, profanity gaffes and many other (laughs) things on this week's episode. So much to discuss. But before we get into that, we have some reviews. A lot of wonderful fans have left us reviews. So thank you for leaving them. Um, We will read them on the air as we get through them. And also like... Feel free to leave us a review even still if you haven't. So this is from somebody named Diva Lemur who titles her (laughs) review, This Podcast is Self-Care. I mean, truly. Oh, nice. Yeah, just end it there. What more do you need? Oh, no, this is a fantastic review. (laughs) Matt's disdain for all things James James Corden is a mood. (laughs) He literally has me laughing out loud during rush hour. Shelby is also great because, you know, feminism. (laughs) seriously though the chemistry between the hosts is fantastic and i love having a go-to podcast when Mm. i want to forget my stress so yeah worth a listen p.s matt totally belongs on the bachelorette but as a misunderstood villain so (laughs) okay we'll get you on there applications are open (laughs) do you have any thoughts on this shelby on me being a future reality tv star (laughs) I would love it if only because it would mean you would finally let us cover The Bachelor. So I'm all for it. I would love to be a part of that world, even tangentially. So then we'd have such an annoying podcast, though, because I'd be like, so I was talking with my friend Katie. (laughs) She's from The Bachelor. And um, (laughs) and it would just be a whole reference of me and my like weird promotional deals with other Bachelorette contestants. Really? You think you think you'd get that far or last that long or? The Just fans curious. would love me, Shelby. <laughs> what the producers would be like, you have to keep him on. He's good TV. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're right. You're right. That makes a lot of Clearly. sense. Would you rather be on The Bachelor or never be on Big Brother? I mean on Survivor. Uh if I'm on The Bachelor, <laughs> do I get to go on Survivor? Or it's like No. It's your only chance at reality TV fame. Yeah, that, I mean, it? yes, I would go on a reality <laughs> TV show, no matter what it was. It'd be a good, fun experience. I could talk about it at parties. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal right there. <sighs> and anybody who's on a reality TV show never works again in their life through some means or another. Yeah. So that's also an advantage. I know. That would be such a dream. Would you go on The Bachelor? Like, pretend that Rob is not your husband? (laughs) Yes. And go on there and, like, have a divorcee storyline. And then halfway through, be like, I have a confession. I'm married. Yeah. Yeah, That's good TV, too. Yeah. I think Rob would support that. But what would be hard is I would be, like, the ultra villain. And, like, people would send death threats and, like, and, and prank my house and stuff. And I don't know if I could deal with that sort of backlash. Shelby, that's why our podcast is succeeding because we're both <laughs> villains and we know it. So yeah, let's like just ratchet it up villain. a level. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm only mean towards people who deserve it or who have bad taste or do something stupid or 
are slightly You're annoyed. Shiv and I'm Roman. That's the dynamic <laughs> oh that's gosh. going on here. But we're no, both terrible you people. you clearly haven't watched season two if you think saying I'm Shiv is any sort of compliment. Well, it's not. So that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into this. Tell me something I don't know. Oh, well, so Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are headlining mm. the Super Bowl halftime show this year, yes. which is... Exciting, I think, for a couple of different reasons. One, because the Super Bowl halftime show is in the middle of Oscar voting. So literally people will be deciding whether or not they want to give Jennifer Lopez an Oscar while they are watching her headline the Super Bowl halftime show. So that but feels like a good But don't you like think good, that could hurt it? Like don't her. you think a lot of those snobs will be like, "Ugh, she's not one of us." Like we don't, I don't even want to think of her having an Oscar in hand. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause she's been in the, she's been an actress for a long time. It's not, I don't, I think it's different than like Lady Gaga. And I think yeah. Lady Gaga got like a little close last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I think Jennifer but Lady Lopez Gaga was playing the very straight, very serious auteur during the whole. She's, oh, there's going to be a hundred people in the room. Sob, 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 cry, cry, cry. Whereas. Jennifer Lopez will be shaking it out on uh, stage with Shakira, you know? I don't know. I think it could go either way. I think there's also a different dynamic, too, because Jennifer Lopez will be in supporting actress, where I think they're more fine giving it to random people, where best actress feels like it has to be someone who's actually, like, good at acting. My other question, though, is wasn't last year there all of this um, hullabaloo about how, like, nobody wanted to touch the Super yes. Bowl halftime show because like it was toxic and nobody liked yeah. the NFL. Have they changed anything or now we're just sort of like, okay, we did that for <laughs> a year. Just, now we're yeah, back to liking exactly. it. Exactly. We did the fast and now we can let go of our rage and give up because that's just how things go now. I don't know. Nothing's changed. The NFL hasn't made any changes. So it was just a short lived protest that made very little difference. And now uh, people will go forward. And I guess it also helps that it's two Latino women. So it's like, I don't know, I guess the NFL is giving them some sort of chance instead of just plopping another white starlet on there. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) And I guess Beyonce didn't want to come back and do it again. So, you know, have to find other options. (laughs) What other stories you have? Um, Well, I feel like it was sort of a quiet week. So all these stories are like middle of the road weird stories but Diplo who has always I've only ever known him as being like this annoying sort of prankster like shock jock type guy but he hacked into the Jonas Brothers yeah I don't know I couldn't tell you anything about what he's done I just know him because he once insulted Taylor Swift like years 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 ago and there's a huge hullabaloo around that I, I think it was some sort of body shaming comment about her ass or lack thereof but anyways he was in the news this week because he hacked into the Jonas Brothers um, Instagram account and was posting like photos of himself and like joke memes about him and all this sort of stuff and then in the comments you just start to see the Jonas Brothers getting sort of anxious and being like hey dude this is funny the first time but like honestly give us our account back like they each got onto their personals and like Joe Jonas was like on his story like, hey, man, when are you going to answer my calls? Like we have a show in an hour. We have to have our account back type thing. And so it all felt sort of like, you know, celebrity drama. But then 
And it was interesting too, because Diplo is the guy who live streamed Joe Jonas's wedding. And Joe Jonas admitted after that he hadn't anticipated anyone finding out that way or that quickly because his own parents didn't even know he was eloping at that point. And so he was kind of miffed at Diplo for doing that. So they have this weird relationship. And so everyone was like, oh, the drama, the drama. But then it came out that Diplo and the Jonas Brothers are releasing a song in the next couple of weeks or something. So then it all felt sort of like a publicity stunt. And I was annoyed. <laughs> well, clearly it was a publicity stunt from the get go, <laughs> because how would Diplo hack into the Jonas Brothers Instagram account? You well, know, it's one thing if friends, like a... So maybe he just knew I something. Mean, <laughs> I guess. But like, if you're an actual hacker, you know, that makes sense yeah. in one way. But it's like yeah. Diplo doesn't know how to actually hack anything technologically <laughs> so someone would have had to have given him the thing and That's maybe like true. he hacked in and then kept it for too long or something yeah. but <laughs> like clearly they were letting him in and then yeah if they're good friends to begin with and they have a song coming out okay yeah. whatever i know kevin trying to pull the <laughs> wool over our eyes thinking it's yeah. a real thing exactly also what do they need their instagram account for for a show well, they just like post like about their meet and greets and then they hype up the concert afterwards and stuff. I don't know. And they couldn't do that on their personal accounts or and any photos well, that are taken Brothers aren't taken account. on. <laughs> it's just that's where right. people go. It's their, you know, they have to separate work and life, you know. No um, to- <laughs> uh, debatable. I've looked at these accounts before and they're like a lot of shared content. Yeah. That's true for them, especially. But we have a new song to look forward to. So there's that. Hopefully it'll be good. I feel like the last couple songs have been bad. Um, Speaking of weird pop stars, have you been following at all the drama with Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin Bieber's (laughs) wedding? I've seen a little bit, but I knew you were going to bring it up. So oh my gosh, sit back and listen. (laughs) So (laughs) they're already married, but Mm -hmm. they're having a... but they're having a like a party or reception yeah. or a renewal of the vows or something. I, this is another trend that I fully don't yeah. understand with celebrities that they all have 17 weddings. It's yeah. like, what was the actual wedding? <laughs> then they have a big other thing. It's it just is too weird. much is going yeah. on. I mean, like you were talking about with the Jonas with Nick yeah. Jonas, it was like Joe, Joe Jonas. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but, but Nick Jonas also had the same thing where there was like a, there was like an Indian well, Nick wedding. Jonas had like a, a whole wedding. week of events. Whereas Joe yes. Jonas and Justin Bieber, they did this thing where they get married in a very small way. And then months and months later, they're like, oh, time for our real wedding. And it's like, well, why didn't you just wait? Or like, is this like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> so anyways, the Biebers are getting married in air quotes at this <laughs> hotel resort called montage palmetto bluff in south carolina and they've basically like uh requisitioned like the entire resort they've taken over the (laughs) spa and the pool and one of the restaurants and they are refusing to let any other guests go in these areas (laughs) during this like week-long celebration that they have going on but all of these people who are staying at this huge resort and have booked it like months in advance are like yo 
I'm yeah. coming down there for vacation and half of the stuff that the resort has, I'm not able to use because Justin Bieber and his random weird <laughs> friends are going to be like using the pool instead. So then the hotel was like, well, like, I guess we can reschedule you and give you different dates if you want, or you can come and eat at one of our other like less good restaurants for free <laughs> if you'd rather do that, but you can't use all of these other facilities. So it just seems kind of like a whole nightmare. Like, obviously, if Justin Bieber's like, hey, I want to use your resort and I want this, this and this, you're like, yes, sure, fine, whatever. But I don't understand how he could only like buy out a section of it. It seems right. like you have to take the whole thing or like find a different place. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Also, it's weird that it's in South Carolina, which feel, <laughs> which has no connection to anything. It, it's just the whole situation is bizarre. Yeah, it's sort of like a white trashy sort of vibe, isn't it? I mean, they like have been speedboating and stuff. I don't know. But that is weird about the hotel. I guess they just counted on people like being too polite to complain. You know, like a lot of people just won't. But call they're the rich people. That's true. If, if anyone's complaining, it's rich people. <laughs> they're the worst. That's true. Well, maybe it's like, like... If Justin Bieber took over half of like a Motel 8 in random... <laughs> suburb of wisconsin people be like yeah this is great take over the pool like i don't care what you're doing like i'll take a picture of your car in the parking lot and that's good enough for me but rich people are like how dare he do this i wanted a <laughs> justin bieber who is that i don't even know that man trash <laughs> he has a mullet and tattoos like oh, shan't be seen at the same resort as him Ugh. <laughs> yeah well i mean it's not bothering his big week so i'm sure he'll still have a good time and write some sort of long short form essay in his instagram comments lacking punctuation and <laughs> general grammar so we'll get his i'm here take for it soon is is taylor swift going to the wedding do we think <laughs> yeah she's she's one of the bridesmaids so along oh, okay, with selena gotcha. gomez yeah mm -hmm. yes, it's the whole yes. family affair mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, speaking of weirdos, though, Ansel Egort was in the uh, uh, news this week. One, he was bummed out. No one got the goldfinch. He was like really upset about it. So you should. Write I got it. No, I yeah. got it. Ansel, let him know that he's good. That you still are a fan. But he was in this bizarre interview for like USA Today. Something totally like lame and not at all important, but. It started like going around because in this in this interview, he was asked about like, oh, like, what are your goals for the next five years? You've done so much and like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I want to be able to do more of my music. And like, I think it'd be really cool to be some do some plays. And then he said, like, I'd also like to find a lot more love. And everyone was like, well, you're married to like your high school sweetheart. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, it doesn't have to be sexual. I'm like sexually done with my girlfriend, but I want to be free to fall in love with people and like have that option open, but sexually it'll be closed off. So like just to unpack what? this for our listeners. Yeah. He was basically trying to say that he like really wants to have more female friends. And he was like, I, he like brought up Shailene Woodley, who he starred in The Faultner Stars with, and also he was in Divergent with her. And he's like, yeah, we've never had anything sexual, but like we love each other, you know? And like there's sometimes a chemical thing at some point that you can't help, but you just have to be disciplined. And he's like, we're primitive beings. Like that's a direct quote. Like that's not... <laughs> that's... 
that's what he was talking about. He just um he wants to be able to be in love with as many people as possible, even if he learns to like, you know, have the discipline to keep it in his pants, even when that chemical thing comes well, up. Does he so. want to be in love with other men as well? Or is this solely women? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he said something about how he's already in love with men. Like he loves his friend, but he hasn't been able to find that with a female friend in the same way. So I think he's just like really open to finding all that love to fill his fill his life so <laughs> well i will say this i think i've told this story on the podcast before i went to see a play in new york and ansel elgart was sitting in front of me and he was making out with his girlfriend almost the entire time oh so, well he found that love yeah <laughs> yeah and then kevin spacey was sitting on the other side of him so it was a weird Ugh. dynamic all the yeah. way around but Shailene Woodley is very strange. She is such oh, a weird, hippy-dippy person. So it yeah. feels like if he's looking for any kind of weird, like, oh, we're <laughs> love, but it's not sexual, it was just like minds connecting, that she would be a good person yeah. to start with. Yeah. I mean, I think he feels like she's he's already tapped that, you know, emotionally. And so now he wants to bring that love to new relationships over the next few years as he grows as an art artist and a musician and like maybe like know. marianne williamson <laughs> would be a good fit i'm trying to think of other like yeah, people, people who are open to love halsey like feels like she love. could be open yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it would have been fine if he was like oh yeah i'm looking to make more like connections have more friends but he just made it so weird it's like how do you even approach someone about needing yeah, that such in your a life? strange wording like where do you yeah. even begin with that truly <laughs> Mm. yeah i know he's just light years ahead of us like one day we'll all be on his level i mean i do have some of his musics on uh oh you can be his next love you guys should really connect i think you could get along (laughs) we should i'll send him a message i'll i'll dm him yeah Well, there, I mean, there is the Robert De Niro thing where he was saying, uh, like, F you to Donald Trump on CNN, which was Mm -hmm. awkward. And CNN Mm -hmm. was like, uh, dude, you're not supposed to be doing this. Um, (laughs) But that was about the extent of that story, I think. Yeah. It was more of a meme than a story. (laughs) It's still a good moment. Um, I mean, I guess the big news this week was Demi Moore uh, released her memoir. And I only, I really only know her because during my like tween teen years, she was married famously to Ashton Kutcher, who's much, much younger than her. And so the big tea spilt in this book is that Ashton Kutcher cheated on her. And also she felt the need to like give into his fantasy of these threesomes. And so she really like aired their dirty laundry, maybe a little bit. And like Ashton Kutcher has always denied allegations of cheating. He's since gone on to marry um, Mila Kunis and they have a kid together now. And so there was a lot of drama this week with like he said, she said, and he got on Twitter and was like, I was about to do a really snarky tweet, but then I looked up and I saw my wife and my child and I thought no, but then still tweeted saying he almost tweeted, (laughs) which is, you know, shady and and, uh, understandable. And then um, he was also featured on like Hot Ones this week, which is that YouTube channel where celebrities eat spicy hot wings. Oh, yes. Mm And he was just trying to, you know, it seemed like a good time for him to get some good publicity out there because he didn't talk about it at all. But instead, he talked about punked, which is probably like a real source of joy for people who were ever fans of his. And so he spilled the tea a little bit about how he tricked these celebrities into these 
<laughs> you know, truly terrible and disturbing pranks. So everyone's just been kind of in their own camp, just subtly pointing fingers. But honestly, it's just like, I don't care. Like, I don't not believe Demi, but I also just don't really care at all. Like, it doesn't Can influence we anything. Just quit? Like, why is Demi more famous? She was in Ghost. <laughs> Has she done anything I since? I think she's, that's what I was saying, is I think she was more famous, like, before our generation you know because I, I think mean? she was she was married to bruce willis yeah. yes and then yeah. she's been married to ashton kutcher mm-hmm. but i'm but i'm always sort of like oh i don't like other than ghost <laughs> i have no touch points for like what she was in what she yeah. did was she a good actress was she just like a hot <laughs> well, actress like i i i mean yes yeah, she was in ghost <laughs> but like she's the also the least memorable part of ghost yeah. In as far as people in Ghost go, there's like dead Patrick Swayze. There's <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg saying you in danger, girl. There's the guy who gets his head chopped off in the window that goes up and down. Like there, like Demi Moore is at least number four in memorable parts of the movie Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was in GI Jane, so that's something. Is that a movie? Anybody? I I never <laughs> I never saw that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think she's always been sort of B list, I guess. Well, she was in a bunch of stuff in the nineties. She was in um, a few Good Men, Indecent Proposal, like all movies I've heard of and never seen. But I think she appeared in the soap, moved up to movies, and then has kind of like fallen to uh, less. Okay, she was in seven episodes of Empire (laughs) playing Claudia slash nurse. So you know that's the level of fame that we're discussing at this point, I guess. Yeah, and and so now she's coming out with her memoir. Any of these movies, Blind, Wild Oats, Forsaken, (laughs) Very Good Girls, LOL, Margin Call, Another Happy Day. I think I have seen Margin Call. Those are all movies that have come out in the past decade, and I have not only not seen them, but never heard of any of those movies. (laughs) Yeah, well, now she's released her memoir. She's stepping back into the spotlight. She's taking some of this negative energy from her life and allowing it to blossom into more relevancy. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Whatever she says, I'm sure that it, I'm sure that 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 happened that way. Um... (laughs) Do you want to get into love it or hate it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, do you you want to start? Sure. Um, so I have a real blast from the past for us. Oh, you know, no. yesterday I was having like, a little oh, no. bit of a rough day. It was, you know, it was just one of those days where it was just like going and you just needed to relax and chill. And I came back and watched Big Fat Liar in my bed. And you know what? It was perfect. Big Fat Liar is objectively a perfect movie. It's like a prank war movie. It's a movie about making movies. Paul Giamatti is dyed blue in it. Amanda Bynes is hysterical and iconic. We get early performances from Sandra Oh, from John Cho, people who are going to go on to do like bigger and better things. It's just, it's such a treasure. And the fact that it did not win Best Picture that year <laughs> is truly just like okay, the well overlook of our generation. Credibility. I mean, it was a fun movie. I definitely liked it. I probably haven't watched it since it like came out around that time, you know. Uh, you should rewatch Shelby. <laughs> it's great. It holds up. Do you own it on and Blu-ray? Sandra oh is so and, funny. Like 4K or 
You know, I don't know if it's the type of movie that they decided to re-put out in Blu-ray or 4K, but I yeah. have it in DVD. Okay, well, that's good. You own a hard copy. I know that sometimes you just uh, get online and see what you can find. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, you know, that's also an option for yeah. those willing to break it, but... <laughs> I also own it on DVD in my room. That and both Agent Cody Banks movies are always, you know, and the Spy Kids movies as well. Mm -hmm, Just always mm -hmm, within an arm's mm -hmm. reach because you never know when you're going to need a little Gertie Giggles in your life. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that part of yourself. I know it's a you hold that near and dear, so feel honored so near and so yeah dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i have a love it too which is a little newer we tried talking about it last week but our episode just imploded so it never found air but i wanted to be sure and shout out netflix's new limited series unbelievable starring tony collette and um the not beanie from Booksmart. <laughs> name oh yes, yeah, not beanie. Yeah, mm-hmm. forgot to look up again. But this is a this is a true story. It's based on a like Hustlers. Actually, it's based on a Pulitzer winning article. I think about um, this case in the I want to say nineties two thousands of a serial rapist in the Washington Colorado area, and so it sort of follows this young girl who plays the first victim who is sort of harassed by cops into dropping the charges and just saying that she lied about the whole thing and then a few years later, these two um, detectives who are working to solve this serial rapist and so the story's only like finally conjoined in the final episode and it was just like mm. there was parts of it that were a little slow part of the acting that wasn't that great but i will say the first episode which features sort of the police interrogation and the you know handling of this scared woman's dealing with this Compared to the second episode, which is the female detective handling a rape victim, it's just like such a powerful dichotomy there that really shows how valuable like a little empathy and believing of the victim and trusting the victim helps actually catch the vic- the criminal. So that was great. And then the ending was super great. So all in all, I would highly recommend it. And Tony Collette is actually just like a complete delight in it. Tony Collette is a gem. How many episodes is it? It's eight. Eight. Okay, so not bad. So doable. Bad. Yeah. You could do that. And Very doable. Tony Collette, yeah. I haven't, like, I've always known of her, but I've realized, like, I haven't seen her in a lot. And so watching her, I was just like, oh, man, like, she is very good. <laughs> like, newsflash to anyone who needs it. But no, she's very good. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. She's going to be in Knives Out, mm-hmm. which is coming out later this year. And I've heard is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and she's Tony gorgeous. Collette, unlike yeah. Demi Moore, doing things <laughs> these days. Yeah. And doing them well. I just, she's very mesmerizing to watch and, like, she stole the show. Obviously, she was probably the biggest. She was the biggest name in the show, but she just like earned every scene she stole. So, well, I will have to check it out. And now I'm remembering that I never got to talk about Down Abbey the movie yeah. on the podcast <laughs> because that episode oh, got deleted. Rats. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's also really good. Everyone should go see it. It's great. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about Ad Astra, Brad Pitt's outer space movie. We'll get to see. Um, did I like it? Did Shelby like it? Mm. Did we hate it? Who knows? Mm, it's hard to guess. It's hard to guess.
And until then, you can list or you can follow us on social media. Shelby, tell them where we're at. <laughs> yeah, we are at PS You're Wrong on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can send us an email at PSYourWrong at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to be featured at the beginning of one of these, all you got to do is go to iTunes and leave us a review. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll be back on Thursday. Until then, guys, bye. Bye.